Hello, everybody, and welcome back to All Things Medical Assistant. I am your host for this podcast, Santino Teas. And first and foremost, as always, I want to thank the uh, return and diehard listeners to All Things Medical Assistant. Thank you for sticking around. And uh, for all those um, new listeners who have just recently found us, thank you for sticking around as well and coming back. And all the international listeners, thank you, thank you, thank you for continuing to listen. And it's awesome to see these numbers growing incrementally still uh, really really So again, excuse me, I've been under the weather for this past week. I think I'm about maybe 70% better here at home, dining room table, uh, Friday, uh, late Friday morning uh, here in Tacoma, finally some overcast, breezy uh, weather, a break from the the scorching uh, temperatures that we've been feeling uh, here. But uh, yeah, so here at home, you'll be hearing the sounds of life, got the washing dryer behind me, possibly you'll be hearing the... Uh, the chimes from the front door as well. So, um, yeah, thanks for being here with me today. So, uh, oh yeah, having my coffee too. So, you know, there's something that we've, that, that there's something I think that I've spoken about before and I think is very important to talk about again because it's something that I think as healthcare providers, you know, no matter what level you're at, it tends to forget because, you know, we're so geared towards rather whatever institution or entity that you work for. So geared towards um, uh, inclusivity and patient awareness and respect and all that, that we tend to lose our own identity as healthcare providers. What do I mean by that? Well, you know how your boss and your manager and CEO and everybody's always saying, you know, or you hear these radio announcements or see these commercials on TV or you see these billboards that say, you know, come and be treated like you're the only one or, you know, come and we treat you with the highest respect or, you know, we treat you like family. You know, all these different variations as to how, you know, you'll be treated. But over time, things have gotten so bad. I mean, how many of you out there have 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 noticed that your clinic or your urgent care or your back office, whatever, have become more business model than clinical model. I mean, with us, it's horrible. You know, especially after the pandemic. Oh, holy shit. It's just, it's so obvious, you know. I mean, just the changes they try and make, extending hours, you know, when the vaccine mandate went through, obviously, everywhere lost personnel. I mean, where I'm at, we lost more than half. We were expected to do things that the MAs never did before, you know. For example, pre, uh, pre-vaccine pre mandate, we were told that we could never, as medical assistants, enter the laboratory setting, you know, to run dips or anything like that. Definitely couldn't run COVIDs because we weren't, you know, we're not lab technicians. And then the vaccine mandate happens, we lose half the staff, and all of a sudden, medical assistants are the greatest asset to the to the clinic, and we have always had it within us to you know, be able to utilize and perform these these laboratory tests. And so it was expected of us going to the lab and you know, and that was just that's just a uh you know, a circumstance of everything that happened. Fine. Which it was in the name of, you know, the customer experience and customer service. Well, you know, it's I think there's been such a race and such a push on trying to retain 
the most in patient care. I don't know what it is, but even more so now, uh, we've been um, we've been pushed to really uh, how can I say this? Bend over backwards for patient care for the patient experience and everything, right? That we've had to kind of forgive, you know, forget ourselves, right? Um, which I think is bullshit. You know, I'll give you another example. Uh, when I worked at Seattle Children's, I remember there was the first years that I worked there in their urgent care. Uh, every Christmas that they would erect a Christmas tree with uh, a couple of nutcrackers on the other side, whatever. And then one year there was no Christmas tree, and then one year the nutcrackers were gone. And I asked why, what happened? Well, somebody of some other faith complained that the Christmas tree offends the religion, so everybody else had to fucking suffer. Well, you know, this carries on to what I'm talking about today. You know, patients are not held accountable to what it is that they do. They show up late, or they yell, or it's me, 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 you know, and you're expected to kind of just step beside yourself and say, okay, and apologize and accept the fault is yours, right? Bullshit. So anyway, so, you know, these past couple of weeks have been... Well, shit, I'd say for about past four weeks have been really weird at work because, you know, first of all, you go to an urgent care, it's 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 more urgent than an ER. Yeah, well, it's, it's a quicker service than the ER, but it's not very urgent. You get there, you still got to wait. If you're not one of the first ones in line, forget it. You're going to end up waiting anywhere at least to an hour, hour and a half, up to four or five. We've had even six hour waits. I mean, there's clinics across the street that they fill up and they, you know, refer over to us and then we you know, pick up the load, but anyways, these past four weeks have been insanely hellish, you know, you've got people walking out of rooms, yelling, and screaming, and, you know, ejecting this, this, this hate towards you, like, it's your fault that the clinic's not running on, you know, and management's like, well, you know, just try and quell the situation, try and make the patient feel, you know, supported and loved, and no, 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 you should tell that patient, hey, you know what? We're working the best as we can, the hardest and the quickest that we can. You need to sit down and wait your, 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 your turn, you know? I mean, that's not a criminal offense to tell a patient to sit down and shut up. No, it's not. It should be offense to verbally berate somebody who's there to provide you with care. You know? Total, total bullshit. You know, uh, the other day, there was a gentleman who started yelling at one of the girls that works at the front. And I approached him. And as I walked out from the back to the front, he stepped up to her and yelling at her like, I don't know, like this was going to be a bad scene at a fight club, you know. And, and I stepped up to him. And I put my finger in his face and I yelled at him, you do not yell at my coworkers. You do not. I don't care. Well, I, don't, I just don't care. You do not yell. I ended up, you know, settling the situation, but... You know, this sense of, of, you know, me, me, me right right now, you know, this auto gratification just in healthcare doesn't work at least does not work. You know, I know it's, it's crazy because there's times like, you know, recently I went to an urgent care and I was on the other side, uh, took my mother in to be seen for, for a knee issue and I had to wait. It sucked. I mean, I didn't wait as long, but I wasn't given any favors. I just ended up scheduling at the right time. You know, I mean. Not everybody knows that trick or can figure it out, but yeah, I mean, I had to go sit down, you know, and I've, I've been to other clinics and I've had to sit there and wait my turn, you know, even I get, you know, upset and irritated and wish something quicker or 
something faster or something else would happen. But no, you know, at, at the end of the day, I have to remember I'm just like everybody else. You know, I'm, I'm no important. I remember pre-pandemic or when the pandemic hit, excuse me, actually, you know, healthcare workers were considered heroes and, you know, the best thing, you know, don't get me wrong. We still get thank yous and everything today, but man, you know, it's become more like a, well, it's your job now. You know, you're no longer here. No, you know what, motherfucker? I am here purposely exposing myself to you. So to give you healthcare, to give you care, to help you feel better. So yeah, you know what? I am a fucking hero for sitting here putting up with your bullshit, you know, and still we get dumbasses in with Trump shit. It's ridiculous. You know, it's like people don't know how to, when they walk into the clinic, leave it at the door, anything politically or emotionally motivated, they come in and they have to force their, they have to force their, uh, their personal point of views and everything on everybody else. And they have to make everybody else feel like they're less, make everybody else feel like what they think is not equitable and what they feel is, and what they're feeling is the most important and the better than everybody else. And it's just ridiculous, you know? It's like, hey, you know, you come here looking for help. You want my help? You need to sit down, shut up, and wait for your, you know, wait for your turn. You'll get the help that you get. But you don't come in and telling me that, you know, I'm not, uh, you know, working fast enough, hard enough, and that you're better than everybody else. You deserve the care quicker than everybody else. No, that's not how it works around here, friend. The way it works is that you scheduled an appointment, and you're here, so you wait. You know, and you know, we have those situations that come in that are more urgent you know the obvious like the chest pains and things that i mean we've had chest pains we have chest pains that come in and they have to wait their turn sometimes they have to wait an hour and a half two hours but you know based on how they state their symptoms what they say see it's so important that when you speak to a patient and you ask questions no open-ended questions you act direct you ask direct questions in other words if you're sitting there asking the patient so you're having chest pains today yes how does it feel? Let them answer. You're going to sit there and say, oh, does it feel like, you know, pressure? Does it feel like someone's sitting on your, does it feel like an elephant? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it feels like. No. What does the pain feel like? Well, it's like a burning, you know, this week I had what? It's like a burning tree branches going into my heart kind of a pain. You know, you let them describe it because once you start giving them the options how to describe it, man, they're going to make it sound worse. So when a patient is up at the front and they're describing their symptoms, you can tell the acuteness of the symptom by the words and the and the way that they describe it. For example, headaches. We've had people come in and say, I've had a headache for three days, you know, and I've had a migraine for three days. Okay, well, more than likely, you know, they're they're used to it. They take medications. You can go through their chart. But if somebody comes up and says, hey, I have a headache. This is the worst headache of my life. Then, you know, that's something more urgent. You guys see what I'm saying? So when you let the patient describe their own symptoms, you know, their own way, that's that's the way you go about, you know, kind of like a, a, a an auditory uh, rapid visual assessment, you know, kind of sort of say that makes sense. But, yeah, you have to let the patient present themselves as they are. You know, and then you and then you provide the appropriate care. But when they come in saying, hey, you know, and I've been sitting there for four hours, you know, I've had this headache and, and, and you know, I've been doing the job 30 years dealing with a bunch of dumbasses like you. I'm going to give you the care you deserve. You need to sit down and chill out. And then it's crazy because at least once every other, every third day, you get that one patient in that makes it all worth it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. You know, you, you get that one kid in, you know, who, who looks at you like, oh my God, thank you. You know, there's, there's good days. You know, there's, there's some good days. There's just not as many good days anymore. There's way more bad days.
And then you have your management compounding this issue, you know, making things worse. Well, you know, that that, that, that patient might have gotten physically abusive or, or physically, you know, uh, irritable. But we can't discharge them because that's essentially losing money. You know, that's bullshit. You know, somebody gets hurt, you know, that's your fault. And, and I guess that's what it takes. You know, we've had coworkers um, have really big issues and management won't do nothing about it because it's a loss of money. So they would rather chance that something bad is going to happen than address it at that time. And a lot of these clinics that, 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 that work, you know, especially urgent cares, it's a lot like community medicine. Community medicine. Number one, there's a horrible shortage of primary care physicians. And then there's primary care physicians out there that are still using COVID to be lazy as fuck and to pick and choose their appointments, you know. And if you're one of those, fuck you. So what do you do? You know, you can't do nothing. You got to take it as it comes and, you know, do do what's required of you, you know. And, and that's one of the things that are so – that's just one of the things that is so draining and so – how can I say? That's so jading about, you know um, – the field. I remember back in the nineties when I started, you know, there were clear rules and, and clear guidelines and boundaries that were set to patients. You know, you do not act this way. You do not speak this way. You do not do this if you're out the door. Now it's like, okay, well you can do everything short of fucking kill us or slap us or punch us. And we'll still give you care. Such bullshit. You know, so we need to find ways to talk to management and find ways to make sure that these that these that these patients are, are corralled and, and put into place. You know, because we as humans are going to provide care. I'm going to tell you one thing. All of us out there, all of you medical assistants, even nurses, and all of us out there, we are heroes. We are still heroes. We are still going out there every day. Now with monkeypox, oh, holy fuck. We've had two positives in our clinic. You don't want to fucking tell me that I'm not a hero? Fuck you. Everybody out there, whatever clinic, you know, except for those bougie motherfuckers, you know, plastics and fucking, you know, all you fuckers that think they're better than everybody else. You know what? You need to sit down and shut the fuck. Why don't you go into the community and get your hands really dirty, huh? So anyways, yeah. So, yeah, we are heroes. We go out there every day. We get up purposely. We take our families, you know, for granted in the sense that, you know, we might come home and expose them to whatever it is that we're exposed to. Yeah, we are heroes. We are heroes. We need to remember that. All right, guys. Well, that's it for me today. It's going to be a shorter It's gonna be a shorter story again. You know, I'm, I'm a little under the weather still. But I just want to let you know, hey, Patient accountability, what's happened? It's lost, you know. Maybe that's something you can bring up at your next meeting, you know. Be be a voice of change, be a voice of reason. Okay, guys, Santino for All Things Medical Assistant. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back soon. And, guys, take care of each other, please. Have a good day.